Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, May 11th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Boris Johnson dropped his stay-at-home message on Sunday, asking the British public to, quote, stay alert as he laid out a plan to gradually reopen the UK economy. But one aspect of his plan has prompted airlines to demand urgent government support. Meanwhile, in the U.S., businesses are in delicate legal territory over whether to pay staff for health checks on the job. And rent woes at WeWork are rippling into the commercial mortgage market. Plus, we'll look at how renewable energy projects such as wind and solar are defying turmoil in the wider energy market. Mark Filipino is off today. I'm Amy Keene, and here's the news you need to start your day. To prevent reinfection from abroad, I'm serving notice that it will soon be the time, with transmission significantly lower, to impose quarantine on people coming into this country by air. Last night, Boris Johnson set out a series of changes to the coronavirus restrictions in the UK, one being a 14-day quarantine for passengers arriving in the UK by air. The move has exacerbated fears in the industry that the lockdown, along with already limited demand for air travel, could threaten the future of many companies in aviation. Most of the world's passenger aircraft have been grounded since lockdowns took hold in March, and now aerospace companies are braced for a wave of job losses as production is cut across the sector. On the carrier side, airlines in the UK are asking for a break on certain taxes and fees. Together, executives are asking for the UK's job retention scheme to be extended until October. It's on the assumption that the quarantine measures will probably stay in place through the peak summer season. Now, in response to the sector's request for help on Sunday, the government said it was open to what it called bespoke support. That is, if a company had exhausted all other options, including the government's other business support packages and private funding. But one senior Treasury official told the FT there was a, quote, high reluctance to bail out airlines or airports. Meanwhile, in the U.S., businesses looking to reopen are confronting new legal terrain. Will they have to pay workers for the time spent going through health checks? Across the country, companies including Tyson Foods, Ford and Starbucks have all laid out new health check requirements for staff. These include things like checking temperatures and filling out daily questionnaires. Amazon started doing temperature checks at some of its sites at the end of March, Workers were asked to file past these temperature-checking devices one at a time before they clocked in for their shifts. And in this new territory, the stakes are quite high for U.S. companies. With tens of thousands of hourly employees, even brief health checks could add up to a significant expense. Now, lawyers say there's no legal precedent over whether time spent on a temperature check is time that can be remunerated. But any legal battle is likely to turn to labor fights of the past, such as those over whether the time workers spend putting on and taking off protective equipment or undergoing anti-theft searches should be completed on or off the clock. And with business activity at a standstill, one big-name tenant, WeWork, is causing some trouble in the commercial mortgage market. Commercial mortgage-backed securities, or CMBS as they're known, are based on deals that bundle together commercial mortgages. Those bundles back the issuance of new bonds with different levels of exposure to the potential default of the underlying borrowers. 
Roughly $5.5 billion worth of CMBS deals include properties where WeWork is a tenant. Now, the shared office space provider's leasing model was largely based on signing long-term leases with building owners and then turning around and subleasing the space to WeWork members on much shorter terms. It's a model many analysts warn would come under pressure during a downturn. And it has. Since the pandemic took hold, swaths of these occupants have either asked for relief on rent or to terminate their contracts altogether. In turn, WeWork's plan to skip rent payments to the owners of many of its buildings. It's also tried to renegotiate hundreds of its leases. That's hit the very CMBS deals that count on WeWork's rent to pay investors. In one case, according to Bloomberg data, the price of a portion of a deal backed by a single office in San Francisco, well, it sunk to 73 cents on the dollar. To put that in context, as recently as March, it was trading at over 100 cents. Renewable energy is one of the few energy sectors that's managed to weather the devastating effects of coronavirus. As one asset manager put it to the FT, the pandemic doesn't affect how much the sun shines or the wind blows. Deals are being struck and new projects are getting off the ground, all while much of the rest of the industry is in crisis. We've seen oil companies cutting their dividends, oil prices at record lows. And so clean energy is kind of one of the bright spots in the energy sector. Leslie Hook covers the environment and clean energy for the FT. She spoke to Mark Filipino about the growth prospects for the sector this year. What are some of the big new projects that indicate the strength of investment interest in the sector? You wrote about two in the Middle East, for example. That's right. We've seen some new record low prices achieved for two very, very large projects in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. These were projects that were in train long before coronavirus hit, but they're still going ahead. Those projects have been awarded. And the prices that those projects were able to achieve just demonstrate how far the costs of solar power has fallen. When the financial crisis hit, wind and solar were a lot more expensive then than they are today. And so the financial crisis had the effect of really slowing down a lot of the clean energy projects that were in the books. But because prices have fallen so far for wind and solar, they're still really able to compete. Leslie, how has the pandemic affected the sector's growth prospects this year? Well, there was a really interesting report out from the International Energy Agency recently. And they said that renewable energy is the only type of energy that will see any growth in 2020. And they're expecting renewable energy generation, that's the power from wind, solar, hydro, to be up 5% in 2020. Now that's against a backdrop of declining demand for power worldwide. Partly that's because these are projects that were in the pipeline before, we're under construction, they're being completed and connected to the grid. And also, we're seeing low electricity demand because of the lockdown measures that are in place across a lot of major economies. But in those periods of low electricity demand, solar and wind typically get bought first by the grid. So it's really the natural gas plants, the coal plants that get switched off in times of really low demand. We've also seen low electricity prices as a result of the low demand and the lockdown measures. That has been not so great for wind and solar assets, but a lot of those wind and solar assets have contracts that protect them from some of the volatility in the market. So they've been pretty cushioned. So now given that there is lower demand and the cost of other fuels have fallen dramatically, and that governments have less money to invest in promoting the renewable energy sector. Is it competitive enough to thrive over the longer term? 
what do you see as the future of the sector? That's a really good question. What we've seen worldwide is that clean energy has been making up a larger and larger percent of total global power generation. So it's been increasing its share of electricity, and that increase is still going to continue. There is a little sense of a pause or taking a breath in terms of construction, but I think the long-term trajectory still seems similar to what it was before. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.